0: Hello, hello. It's Brooke Devard. You're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. I am joined by Anya Santana. Beautiful name. Thank you. It kind of sounds like a famous person's name already. Wow. <laughs> it does. Anya Santana. It's, it's Russian. I don't know where my dad got
1: interesting. a Russian name from the Dominican Republic. I was like, Dad. <laughs>
0: so. What were you lingering around doing? <laughs> so you are Dominican. Yeah. Both of your parents?
1: Both my parents. I was born there. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Super off the boat. Okay. Like the typical Dominican parents moved to the Bronx. Nice. Raised in the Bronx and yeah, a New Yorker. I mean, I'm like, I'd like to say I'm like born and bred here because I've been here since I was five.
0: That's pretty much. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I grew up in a New York that really doesn't exist anymore. Maybe Mm -hmm. it does still in the Bronx, but like not in the rest of New York. Not in the rest of New York. Yeah.
0: But you spend a lot of your time in Paris as well. Yeah,
1: so almost four years ago, I can't believe it's almost four years ago, I moved to Paris.
0: That's amazing. You just decided to kind of...
1: It was kind of like... A few years before I'd gone there to like a eat, pray, love, like I spent six months crying (laughs) and one day I just got, I was like, I'm tired of crying. And I went to Paris for a month. I just like booked the tickets two weeks later. I went for the summer and it's just like, I, I like woke up and found myself like, oh, I'm a person that exists and finds joy. But I did feel like. Like a Woody Allen movie, just like by myself. Like, I was just like, this is so beautiful and I love it. Yeah. Um,
0: so romantic. Yeah, just like taking long walks. Exactly. And it's an easy city to fall in love with.
1: It's super easy. And then I came back and I was like, I'm going to move here. It just feels right for me. But I didn't, you know, life happens. And then I just came back to life. And five, four years ago now. Yeah. So I just,
0: again, same breakup. <laughs>
1: breakup okay
0: (laughs) breakups are like the catalyst here but that's Um, amazing I mean good right because breakups should teach us something about ourselves
1: yeah I was kind of like rock bottom like I just that ended and I was like oh I don't know anything about myself like I'm not I'm like a lost person on this earth so I can either you know try to find my path in acting because I went to drama school and and that was what I wanted to do or I can you know take my wellness journey and my clean beauty and all this brand and move to Paris. And I said, well, I can always be an actor. I can't always get up and go to Paris. So I'm going. That was like June that I had that conversation. And I literally took out like a calendar and like just picked a date in January, circled it, went to my computer, bought a one-way ticket. And then like that Sunday, I went to my family and I was like, I have an announcement. I'm moving to Paris oh and they're like, God. she's bored. Like what, what is she doing? Like what now? What what's happening with her? And I did. And it was such a beautiful, I really love the journey of like decompressing my entire life. Like I got rid of my closet, like everything uh, that I owned yeah. for like my entire life. Yeah. Started and I, over. Yeah. Like I just took that summer to really enjoy New York. Like I was like, I'm not coming back. I mean, obviously I was coming back for family, but I was like, it's it's my last summer. I want to leave loving New York. Like I didn't want to leave because I was running away from pain or anything. I just really wanted to like fall in love with my city mm-hmm. and, and everything that I like love about being a New Yorker. So I would just take walks in the summer and like just wake up extra early and just like, I reconnected with every single friend that I had and made the best time of uh, the summer and the fall. And yeah, and I just fell in love and I left... To Paris, really happy. Like I was like, okay, this is like a happy me leaving. Not yeah. like, oh, I was in pain and I'm leaving. I didn't want it to like come back
0: and then be like, I hate this place. Right. And so, so, did you go to performing art? Like, did you go to LaGuardia or no?
1: I went to all girls high school and same, I, same,
0: same yeah, in New York. Just, painful. <laughs> oh, I know. We've talked about it a lot on this
1: podcast. It's just painful. It prepares you for life. Yeah, right? it really does. Like. It, it really is a journey going through high school. I was like a very, I didn't belong to anything. And I was too timid to just embrace being me, like mm-hmm. whatever, you know, nerdiness or quirkiness. Was, I was just like, I didn't fit in with like the real Dominican girls. And yeah. I didn't fit in with like the black girls. I was just kind of bullied. And when that one click got tired of me, I just switched oh, yeah. to, the other, to another one. Um, and it was quite a painful journey.
0: Yeah. Teenage girls can be brutal. So mean.
1: I mean, sometimes I walk by teenagers now and I'm terrified. <laughs> like, I'm short. So I'm just like, oh my God, they're going to like think I'm a teenager and like bully me. Yeah, it's a brutal journey. But when I finished high school, I just went to college and I never wanted it to be like, I'm here. I'm going to college to make friends. I was just like, I'm going to school to finish. Like I went to like a local school here in New York, Mercy College, and okay. I got my degree in marketing. But while I was in college it was never really I never had the college experience I was like always in the city I I landed in fashion PR back when streetwear was like nothing when streetwear was just like you know coming to 90 1992 parties at Santos with like all these
0: amazing yeah with Vashti and like
1: Tommy and it was just like a beautiful Mm -hmm. time because it was just so new and nobody really knew where it was going yeah yeah but I was like in the center of that world so I would just get up go to my internship at like actually right around here at Zach Posen, go to school, go to oh, like wow. my full-time job, then come to the city with my streetwear people and like party till like four four a.m. And like sometimes I would just come home just a shower and keep going. I mean, I don't I don't know how I did that, but I mean being young is amazing.
0: <laughs> being young is amazing. and I feel like the Bronx and Paris probably couldn't be more different culturally. Now that I'm there, they're
1: so similar. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Tell me more about there's that. There's a hood in every city. Of course, yeah. Do you know? So yeah. it's like it's really I live in Saint Michel, just between like the Louvre and Notre Dame, yep, which is like I know exactly where that is. Yeah, I know exactly where that is. Um and there's like me in my little tiny apartment. Yeah. Um but uh Paris. It's so Afrocentric in so many ways. Mm. Like, you know, the cultures and because of the internet and how popular culture and news travel it's like not really that. I would say Paris is like a lazy New York. Yes. Because we um, get a to slower, live. A slower
0: it's New slower. York. You yeah.
1: enjoy your meals. You talk for four hours. You yeah. like indulge in living. Yes. Right. Where in yes. New York, you're just like, okay, let's take this. An hour is too long for a dinner, you know what I mean? I'm just like, I'm not done chewing, and we're paying the check, you know?
0: (laughs) And going to the next place, yeah. Yeah. I had the chance, I lived in Montparnasse for a couple of months.
1: this side of my hood, I'm like, Yes, yes,
0: that's what I was saying, I know exactly where you are. (laughs) And I did really love, like, the cafe culture, that just going and sitting and meeting your friends at 11 a.m. and staying there until... 2 p.m. Yeah. or 3 p.m. And just letting the day kind of unfold. In New York, it's like, I'm late. I got to get here. I got to get there. Yeah.
1: And you're always like this sense of guilt for like things, like just taking ownership of like life. Like mm-hmm. just like, I want to get up and be present and waking up and having a coffee. You don't even know what your coffee tastes like in New York.
0: So true. Um,
1: but in Paris, you get, I get the same cultural experience, but it's just like street culture just is so... It's the same but different just because it's French, right? So there's Mm -hmm. like this je ne sais quoi, like this thing that makes it a little bit more romantic and more, I think because French people are just so in touch with their feelings. Yes, they are. It's just like, even if you're like street culture, you're just like, it's a little bit more romantic than Mm -hmm, normal. mm -hmm. It's a little bit more sleek and chic
0: and relaxed than New York. Yeah. Or just like a little more grimy. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I would love to get your thoughts on the French approach to beauty because I feel like there is this effortless cool thing that I see more from French women.
1: It's very interesting because when I read articles about French women like coming from oh. a, like a, the American oh, journalist yes, right yes. it's so it's it's, it's like yeah. they their beauty routine is like <laughs> wine and cigarettes and they wash your face and go. Yeah, And yeah. that's they that's, don't care as much. They don't care as much yeah. and that's I think such a like like I, this is now my like beauty routine for everything. Like I just have my like, like penciled my eyebrow. I don't even wear mascara anymore.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, but that's really chic, don't you
1: think? I love it. I it's it's like, I mean, the name of my brand is Less is More in Spanish. So it's oh, that's what Menasmas means. Yeah, okay. So it it really it's just like this not putting so much effort on emphasis on everything that makes it so like just you, just be you. Like yeah, and but the way I read articles here, it's like these. Girls don't go to the far. They barely, like...
0: Yeah, they're just doing way less. Yeah, yeah they're just true. doing way
1: less, you know. Like, of course, it, you know, maybe they'll throw on a red lipstick mm-hmm, or... Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think in general, it's just, like, not caring so much that makes them so effortless. The effortless thing is just, like, get up and go. I mean, obviously, there's girls who care and jazz it up and do the whole, like, caking of the face and all that yeah. crap but But it's far less but prevalent. But it's far... Yeah, for sure. It's, like, far and few in between. But I would say... The basic French girl routine is just like you wash your face, you throw on a moisturizer, maybe a little tinted. Yep, it's the glossier before glossier existed. Yes, right? yes. So and you eat
0: carbs like oh, they
1: eat. I mean, not on Instagram. And, and it's funny because like now because of Instagram, they don't eat carbs on Instagram, but just like when the picture like the off pic- the gram, yeah. it's like. Bread. It's like the bread and butter are the main staple of every
0: diet. I literally gained 10 pounds from the summer I lived in Paris and I had to buy like all clothes with elastic bands. Like it was...
1: I didn't gain any, but I walk everywhere. You know, Paris is so small. It's a great walking city. It's a great walking city. So like I... And also like the quality of food. So you can eat bread, but it, that 10 pounds might have taken you all summer.
0: Yeah. Or yeah. like
1: the same foods here. Oh. But you, in a weekend, you would have been like... In
0: two weeks, I yeah. would have been there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I don't re- but,
0: I don't regret it at all.
1: No, you can't. Absolutely not. You just have to indulge in like eating. And it's like fresh bread. Like they bake it three times a day. How can you, like, how can you be mad at that, you know? And yeah. it's
0: like wafting in all of the streets. So like, you're like, I'm going to get that croissant. Yeah, like there's no chance I'm doing...
1: Exactly. It's, it's just... I mean, now that I'm there for a long time, I definitely don't indulge in any of that because...
0: Yeah, you're there. Like it's not like a vacation. Exactly. It's like I
1: had to do that in the beginning. I'm like, Anya, you're here. Like you're not leaving. Chill. <laughs> like you're Yeah. Chill. You're here. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm curious you grew up here in the Bronx yeah. I feel like the Bronx is also by the way having a moment right oh, yeah. like Cardi, Cardi B, B the Bodega Boys like yeah. one of my favorite podcasts them. of all time I think that Jesus and Marrow are so funny but I feel like the Bronx has also historically had a really interesting place in culture like even going back to like Keith Haring being from the Bronx and so much art and creativity and then on top of that you're Dominican from the Bronx and there's a huge Dominican community there and then, that, yeah. then, then there's a built in beauty culture within, within that. the Dominican community in the Bronx so I'm sure a good blowout goes a long way. <laughs> yes, yeah. So like, did you did you spend time growing up in like the Dominican hair salon? Oh or- yeah.
1: I mean, I my first job ever was do, like I was like 13 doing rollers at the like <laughs> the hair salon at the corner of Love my it. house. Just Love like it. when they need help, you know, or like just the Bronx. I feel like just prepares you for the world because mm. we're just so honest and mm-hmm. we are. But sometimes I think we're so street that we do start a lot of things that are culturally, you know, shift the world culturally, but we yes. don't own it or take like full swing of it. Now you see it with Disa DeMaro and Cardi B and so many people mm-hmm. or or in the aftermath we get the credit, right? But like yes. in the moment. And, like, everything, it's, like, appropriated and taken away. Of course. Uh, But I think it's such a great time to come from the Bronx just because we are, like, every person of color in the world right now is just, like, taking ownership. Of, like, no, this is ours and we're doing it and it's coming from us. Mm -hmm. And there's, like, nothing you can do to stop that. Like, and— Thank you, like, Black Twitter for, like, calling. I love Black—I have, like, a secret obsession.
0: Oh, I mean, Twitter's fantastic. I
1: don't really use Twitter, but Black Twitter in particular is just, like, the savior that we didn't know we needed. They just—I mean, look what they did with Dapper Dan, for example, right? Like, calling someone out so much and speak using your voice so much— that yeah. you know they had to acknowledge, hey, we we did wrong here, and look look at that turnaround, right? So totally. you've got to thank Twitter <laughs> for so much. Yes, no, just absolutely. like using our voices and, and not being afraid to, and in that way, I really do love the internet for people. Oh, being the able to express the themselves oh yeah for
0: sure For everything for everything i want to read a bit of your caption from your instagram post the other day where you featured your brother oh yeah Who is going through his own health and wellness journey um and has lost a lot of weight in the process you posted his before and after picture is his name rudia yeah? rudial rudial yeah okay shout out to you <laughs> So you're talking about how a month ago you guys started your fitness journey, but this is part of your caption. We are from the Bronx, the slums of food of NYC. We don't come from money for expensive classes or crazy foods. We are Dominican and like our shit with flavor. <laughs> if we could, so can all of you. My journey into a healthier life started 10 years ago. Now more than ever, my heart is exploding with passion to help my community lust for a richer, healthier way. I thought that was so beautiful. Oh,
1: thanks. It just... That morning that I wrote that post, I was just, we were sitting on the couch together and I was just like, he's so full of life again, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, I'm so in this journey and it's been so long. It's natural to me, right? It's a a shorthand with me. I don't Mm -hmm. even feel like I'm, it's just the way I am. But for him, just to see how he went from like being depressed and Mm -hmm. like going through all these changes in his personal life to in just a month of like, Literally, I said to him, just give me one damn month of your life. If you don't feel better after that.
0: You can drop it off. Just,
1: I'll leave you yeah. alone forever. Yeah. Like, I, I'll shut my mouth, yeah. you know? And he was like, okay. I was like, oh my God. He said, okay. <laughs> you know, we, it was really hard the first day for him. Like, running. He was really overwhelmed. But he did it. He did 5K. And it just instantly hit him. Like, oh my God, I did it. And yes. it, it just kind of... Took me back to the beginning of yes. when I started because when I started ten years ago, there was no Instagram that you can mm-hmm. just scroll through and find a recipe. There right, was right. there was nothing. I literally read the China Study, uh, which is like an enormous book. What's the
0: China Study? I've so never even heard of this.
1: You've seen all these documentaries on you know uh, on Netflix about food and food yeah. production, but they did a study comparing like this village in China to here in america and when they started introducing processed food that town didn't have like any processed anything it uh, didn't eat meat and when they started introducing like the rate in cancer and disease just skyrocketed wow and then they correlated that to the just like food production how, how it shifted in america so in the 50s and the 40s we didn't eat the way we eat now mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. once world war Two happened and they started you know, figuring out how to do processed foods to refrigerate for moms not to cook, that just skyrocketed uh, mass food production and so did disease. So I just, then I, you know, I went into the wormhole of like looking at documentaries and how food is, you know, Manufactured, and I was just like I don't want to put that into my body. Mm-hmm. Not because I don't think meat is delicious and we shouldn't eat it, but it's not the way we should eat it. Yes, yes. Um, which is a huge. I'm not like one of those like vegan or plant based people mm-hmm. who are like, you know, animals eat eat them, but eat them once a week. You know, yes, people used yeah. to hunt and gather and eat like, and when that was out, mm-hmm, you ate mm-hmm. vegetables and you had a rich varied uh, plate of food and now it's just like you're eating an animal all day long <laughs> not only are you eating an animal all day long you're eating up like an animal who's probably died depressed yeah, you know full of like hormones mm-hmm. and antibiotics and all these things and you're eating wow. like you know in the Bronx for example you wake up you go to the store you have a bacon, egg, and cheese yeah right so you're having three from animal parts from the bodega like, yeah. so you're having three animals in like just one meal then for lunch you're having some type of like Chicken sandwich or some... And for dinner, you're going home having rice, beans, and chicken. So, like, yeah. all day long, you're eating animal. Like, you're yeah. just, like... And then you're, like, stressed. And you're eating that stress. I'm like, guys, can you see how we the can... Connection. Po- the connection. Mm-hmm. of being sick and not feeling well and down and sluggish. So, I just decided to... And I had really terrible acne.
0: Okay. And like, you beautiful skin now.
1: Like, better than when I was in high school. It's insane. Yeah. I had terrible acne, so like 10 years ago, I just was like, okay, I'm gonna do a 10-day juice fast. And fun, interestingly enough, Styles P. Oh yeah, he has rubber, a juice bar. He has a juice yeah. bar right by me, so like 10 <laughs> years <laughs> You know him? I don't, I want to He like, seems cool. Yeah, he seems cool. And like he talks about his depression and journey, which is yeah. really amazing. But he has a juice bar right by me. So like when I did a 10-day juice fast, I did a mix of like doing them at home and going to his bar. And then after that, I didn't eat meat again. And it's my skin cleared up in 30 days. Like I I got wow. my period for the first time without cramps. Like, wow, I had to like I was the type of girl who took like naproxen, like heavy muscle relaxers every day, seven days before her period just to get oh, less yeah. cramps. I have
0: terrible cramps. Yeah, it's it's it's.
1: And the first month of going plant based, it just. I got I got my period on a chair like I stained it I didn't even know I had my period like wow. that's how like nothing really? and I cried I was like oh my god like this is what girls with no cramps like yeah this is how they like live. No, this is how they live their life like how unfair and wow. I just never went back and then I you know I tested it out just when I lived like some sometimes when I would cheat and have meat the next month I would get cramps. And I would get like sick or like break out and stuff. So I definitely, at least for me, eating meat is like not something that I need or or desire to have. It's
0: just a sometimes thing.
1: when I'm in another country, I have no restrictions. Okay. Because <laughs> I want to, right, you, life is also short, right? So yes, you wanna I want to go to Italy and try all of their stuff. Also I, Bucco, yeah. Right. And I want to go, I went to, you know, I went to Marrakesh. I want to try a lamb from Marrakesh. <laughs> yes. I mean, if you're going to do it, do yeah. it from the places, yes. you know? Yes. So I definitely want to, I don't like, I'm not like, oh no, I could never. I yeah. definitely want to indulge in culture and life. Mm-hmm. And at least say hey, I've, I've experienced it. But like in my everyday life, I'm, I don't need it
0: no and I see so much and I, I want to start talking about your your beauty line the connection between what you put in your mouth to eat and oh, what yeah. you put on your skin your skin's your largest organ a lot of people don't even consider, consider that. that yeah before we get into your beauty line though I want to talk about your approach to fitness because I'm personally inspired like I think I eat pretty well but I work out like two times a week three times a week and you're like but out that's here doing it no but you're like doing it
1: but I do You've it
0: to defined arms oh, like let's talk you. about your fitness your fitness journey. You
1: know, it's not as extensive as people think. I mean, the last month it has been because I've been working out with my brother, like really consistently every day. And with I've been working out twice a day in the last <sighs> month, which has been... <laughs> Casual. Very exhausting. But um, I I don't work out. I mean, everybody wants to like, sometimes you look at Beyonce and you're like, okay. I mean, look at JLo. She's 49. A 49-year-old woman is my body goals, you know? like It's insane. She's amazing. amazing. But my routine is like on a regular, just every day. I just work out like 45 minutes to an hour. Every day? Almost every day. And some days it's just like maybe it'll go longer or sometimes I don't have time I'll do 15 minutes mm. but it's not for my body it's really for me like just
0: mm-hmm.
1: when you're an entrepreneur yes <laughs> and you're doing a lot on your own I just need a release it's more for that I've, I've, if I go a few days without working out I just I just feel like my whole world's collapsing mm. I feel like all the pressures of yes that exist when even when I do work out, but right. I feel I it just more. Feel it yeah. more. Yeah. So I need to just like get yeah. my blood flowing and get it out.
0: That's so good. And my
1: and my journey did begin with running. Okay. Actually, as a promise to my dad, I, we were talking about like when like. TVs first came out. I'm like, what was that like? And he's like, actually, the first thing I saw on TV was uh, the marathon. And I've always wanted to do it. And I was like, okay, I'll do it for you. Like, (laughs) that was it. And I was just like, that was like in November. And I started signing up for all the races to qualify for New York marathon.
0: And so you did it?
1: Yeah, in 2015. (sighs) So I 2014 was the year that I decided to move. Like, I started running in January that summer, like with all the
0: when you run and you'll come to run with me one time. <laughs> one okay, time. maybe. We'll yeah, see. You, I used no, to do track and field so I feel oh, like I have a very so you're a runner. But I have a very weird relationship with running. I associate it with pain and like discomfort.
1: Yeah, which is which is part what of we running. all do. Yeah, yeah, part of running. <laughs> like running's like, all, not fun. No, and all runners hate running. Yeah, we just like exactly. but you never regret not running, right? Like when you finish you're like, ah, "I can't believe I yeah, did it." You, you feel know? good. You feel really great. So that kind of feeling kept pushing me and pushing me and at the end of the summer i had all the qualifications i decided to move to paris and so yeah. it was kind of like all these things like my mental wellness was better my fitness was better my energy and then that kind of gave me the courage yes to move to paris so when i did new york marathon the following year it was just like full circle because <sighs> i amazing feeling. it was the first time i came back to new york after I'd moved to Paris and I came to run and my dad was waiting for me in the Bronx. Oh, and he I must have sh- been so proud. And I was sh- actually I was like, I can't do this, Dad. <laughs> I can't run anymore. And he's like, We can't have the car right now. But <laughs> you're like ten miles in, so just just finish, okay? And I finished and it was it was really an amazing journey. And yeah, so th- running was definitely like it's yeah. my first love-hate relationship and I'm not like a fast runner I'm like a you know we call it sexy pace just for the sake of not calling people turtles I am the queen of sexy pace I'm a slow runner I'm always like complaining and like nagging like why do I have to do this it's so hard that you do it but I do it and you get through it and I I did this march there's this thing called the speed project and it's a relay race from Santa Monica pier to Las Vegas what <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> Wait, how long is that?
1: 340 miles. What? And we did it. I cannot Wait, believe How that. long does that take? It It took us two, three days. So a weekend. We started like Friday morning and we finished on Sunday at noon. Oh and we God. were an all girls team. Like we put it That's together dope. and it was really, it was quite, I was like the first one to break down and cry. Like I got the first wave of the heat. Yeah. Going up a hill. <sighs> So I was like, I can't do this. (laughs) I'm done. I'm not working in these conditions. Like, I just had a meltdown. And they're like, okay, give her a second. Give her some water. She'll be fine. We got to keep going.
0: (laughs) The thing that's so great about running, though, and I I like that you brought up this point about, like, not having money for classes. A lot of times fitness and wellness is seen as something for people with money. Right. It's a luxury. Wellness in general. Wellness is a luxury. To even be able to focus on your health and wellness to that degree. But I also think there's so much that you can do for free. Like anyone can lace up sneakers and go run around the park or run around any outdoor area that they have. Like you don't have to necessarily sign up for a crazy soul Routine. cycle yeah, package. Or boutique.
1: It's just expensive, realistically. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm really fortunate to like be in wellness and be afforded sometimes to go to these spaces because I create with them. Mm-hmm. But it's really expensive. And it's just, I'm just always wondering how do people afford this? Like people... I mean, I don't know. People find the time and money to do it, but yeah. but like a every like a mom with kids who's stressed can't get up and pay $34 a soul cycle class.
0: Yeah, well, I think that sometimes it's like shifting your priorities. Like I used to waste a lot of money going out and getting drinks and now That's I just true. spend that money
1: on skincare. And <laughs>
0: on skincare and fitness. or fitness or going to the spa, things like that. Yeah. So, okay, this is a perfect segue into um, your amazing line, which is dual gender, which is so interesting to yeah. me. Could you talk to me a little bit about Menace Moss?
1: So Menace Moss started out of my acne. I went to a dermatologist when I went plant-based and he was just like, I was like at that desperate point of like, give me Accutane now. I want Accutane immediately. I I don't care what it does to me. Like, give it to me. And he's (laughs) like, actually, no, I'm not even going to prescribe you anything. Good for him.
0: He's just like, go to Whole Foods, get a jar of vitamin E. Wow. This doctor is like my type of guy (laughs) because I'm all about like figuring it out based on natural things.
1: And he's just like, what are you eating? And he's like, He was the one who, like, kind of directed me to, like, reading labels and all that. He's like, read labels, get this. You know those, like, superfood, like, 25 billion probiotic, every single green powder? Yes, yes, yes. He's like, get that. Mm -hmm. Put a scoop in in your water every single morning and have a gallon of water a day and buy vitamin E oil for your scars and come back to me in a month. And that was the month that I went plant-based and then that. And I was just like, oh, my God. What I'm an never, angel, this man.
0: The, Dr. Michael
1: Mann, I still remember in the Upper East Side. Never forget his name. And after that, I just became like obsessed with reading labels and ingredients yeah. and kind of going back. I'm Dominican, right? So we're like DIY kings. Like we just like <laughs> yeah. make our own hair mask yeah. every Sunday yeah. to clean the house. Yep. And, yep. So I just kind of went back to like all my mom's yes.
0: remedies. Yes. Like, yes.
1: Everything's like, you know, my mom's like very much like, oh, you're sick. Drink or like have some oatmeal or everything is like in the kitchen that you need to be better. So I kind of went back to that route and I started making, I first started just using like oils around the house, like olive oil on my skin and all this and mixing it with vitamin E. And then I was like, okay, I want something denser, especially for winter. So I started just like experimenting and I made this, my friend Jasmine, who's actually in a blind spotting. Oh, Jasmine Cephas Jones. She had eczema. And at the time, we were in drama school together. And she would come over and I would be like, okay, try this for a week. I I would stock like all of my little concoctions in old medicine jars and just give them out to like friends and family. And my dad and Jasmine were like my real guinea pigs because yeah. my dad works building homes. So his hands are trash. Oh, so, he, like, so you made
0: him a nice hand cream, a nice balm. I wanted something
1: universal. Okay. So I just made something that was like good for everything. And I would make him wear like mittens to sleep at night. <laughs> like, <laughs> like sleeping with That's mittens and, and moisturizing but his I'm hands. Sure it worked. And it worked. My mom's like, like, spreading. You. She, she wanted to become an Avon lady for my, like, <laughs> medicine jar products. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to make this into something out of everyone pushing me. But, you know, life happens. And I was, like, so stuck on the things that don't matter. Like, I knew I had a good product. Yeah. But I was like, oh, I don't have a name. And I don't. I don't have this. And I want it to be too, like sometimes you get stuck on wanting it to be so perfect instead of letting people discover the journey with you.
0: Yes, that's huge. um,
1: That it holds you back. And I really suffer from that even now. Like I just want to present such a perfect vision of everything. And I'm like people really, especially now enjoy Watching the fuck ups, watching yeah. like the little, you know, like oh she started here now. Look at her now, you totally. know, totally instead and of just coming out from the getway. Like oh here she's perfect.
0: Yes, and you're so transparent about your journey. Like I was surprised to read that you you were saying that you were self conscious about acne scarring because oh my god Still to me but like to me like I see you you're just a beautiful young woman like I you know I wouldn't think that you would have insecurities. About your skin because your skin's beautiful but no
1: I'm so I could like taking selfies was a journey really? like I see those girls online who take like those perfect lighting glossy-esque um like pictures and I'm like I can't do it. I do it I'm like no 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 okay okay don't <laughs> post just them delete. that's what we want to see and but like even your skin like you don't have all these like shotgun holes that I have here oh just come on like... come
0: on but it's beautiful because it's part of your journey yeah. because you experienced it I mean you wouldn't have the line that, that you created I have, today or, yeah. if you didn't go through it
1: and it's interesting enough like I've even tried like now they have those apps that like make your skin perfect
0: oh like facetune yeah. and all the smoothing I and tried all the... it out of
1: curiosity so tempting it is not I was like it's not me it's not me yeah I've never done it I was just like just to see what yeah. I look like and then I just saw one where like they like make your chin smaller oh and, when like, people
0: like change the shape I'm, of their face I'm like you're face, changing
1: it's... your perception of who you are yeah like I, I I couldn't do it. I just I've never been able to like smudge out my face or and even my like cellulite and stretch marks. I've had stretch marks since I was 12. That journey's like long and gone from me. I'm like, it's just a part of me.
0: Yeah. And stretch and who says that stretch marks aren't beautiful?
1: Yeah. It's just like it's your body. Like, do you know how much shit we go through as women? Like, yeah. we have to every single. So I tell my brothers, I'm like, every single month is different. I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to cry or just be happy yeah. or normal. And it's not. Because of me, it's because my body my has hormones. this change in hormones. So, we go through enough shit to be worrying about, like, all the crap that we do.
0: Have you tried acupuncture? No. I'm so into Actually, it. Actually,
1: I did once. Okay. For my knee. And okay. it was the weirdest experience. Because I was like, I don't believe in this crap. Right.
0: Because you're like, why, why, why would sticking needles into my body do or, anything?
1: And it was I was having severe, like, knee issues. And I was like, okay, I'll try this. And I went and i thinking he's gonna like stick a bunch of stuff in my knee and he put everything around my stomach. Yeah.
0: It's so interesting, right? Like the connection.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is definitely This is a waste of money. <laughs> like, I gotta get out of here. Like, he's like, I'll be back in 20 minutes. I'm like, like, this is bullshit. And like five minutes in, my, like, suddenly my legs started like compulsing yeah. and I'm like, oh shit, this is actually working. Like I who knew like your belly yeah. button connected to your knee. It's
0: so interesting. Yeah, it's really
1: but I've never done it again.
0: I've I've been doing it to regulate my hormones and I feel like and to deal with like these difficult periods that you were talking about and it's made a huge difference. Really? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Interesting. I've not had I you know what I did start getting hot flashes. I don't know why. Like now I just get like these <sighs>
0: Like I get really hot of like, sometimes, too. Yeah, like it's just it. like
1: like a, like 10 seconds of like
0: hot. Yeah, when you feel really hot. Uh, it happens yeah, to me like, at night, actually. Like yeah. I get like night sweats.
1: Yeah, and I'm just like, I don't know what's, what's, co- going, on? what's going on. Like I I, am I going through like early menopause? Like is no, this prob- what it's
0: like? <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Um, but yeah, so back to the line. I... Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
1: So then I ended up going to Paris and I was like, Anya, you're overcomplicating it. like less is more. And I was like, There it is. And I wanted a connection to who I am and my roots and less is more is not exactly so beautiful in English.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like menace mas. Menace mas sounds 10 times better.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I just like put together a basic collection of like I started with the body butter I was like well I usually do a mask and a scrub and that's kind of like a nice little a nice little trio of things to Mm -hmm. like just prep the skin like a basic skincare routine so yeah all the things that I love in in my skin right now I just kind of put it together what I thought would
0: smell good
1: but be good for you and and then uh, all my little beautiful
0: products were born. Yes, <laughs> and everything's natural. And what I love about it being dual gender, like I hate how gendered beauty is when it comes to just like skincare stuff. And it's there's something called the pink tax. Are you familiar with this?
1: Yeah, and it's just
0: bullshit. Like that's yeah, like women pay the ex- for the exact same product, women pay on average twenty percent more. And. When you read the ingredients, it's exactly
1: the exactly same thing the same. except they change the fragrance. Yeah. So I was just like, I'm. My brothers, my entire life have used all of my products. They used yeah. to make me give them manicures, and I'm just yeah. like, I'm never gonna create something. Even when in the in the inception of it, my dad was my my yeah. guinea pig. So I'm like, this is it's skin is skin, right? So if yes. you have dry skin, you gotta moisturize. I don't really believe in what does gender, you know, skincare, like, mean, like, for men only? Like, today I use my brother's deodorant.
0: Right, right. It's, like, it's almost, yeah. The only thing is you just, you know, some, the musky smell. It's, like, really masculine and strong, but. But I wear men's fragrance. Like, I I feel like the gendering it's just a marketing
1: totally thing and I just don't agree with it it's just it's a way to alienate people right like make men it's part of that bigger thing that men have to be a certain way and a f- certain type of masculinity and women are like these like gentle things and you saw it's just like all marketing
0: totally and also like shout out to all the men that listen to the Naked Beauty Podcast I see you I appreciate no, we, you we appreciate you guys yes <laughs> yes <laughs> i want to hear the beauty products that you're in love with
1: um aside from my own i really don't use that many products i'm re- i have a really simple when my skin is like really clogged i use either one of my masks. and then i'll try like any sheet mask just for okay. curiosity but i've just found that really just moisturizing mm-hmm. heavy is kind of like a sheet mask <laughs> Totally, In a way,
0: totally.
1: like heavy, like I really enjoy moisturizing. It's like my, it's kind of like my meditation.
0: Mm, what do you moisturize with?
1: I, with a lot of oils, actually, I don't use, I don't really buy brands because I'm yeah. always experimenting what what's going to be the next product tremendous Mask. Sure. So I usually, you know, it like that pink mask from, they're the Asian brand dr jarts there you yes
0: go. dr jart yeah it's like a rubbery mask
1: yeah i don't use the mask but they have like this essence like this little cream i use it as essence i don't know if it's for that but okay it's so like, wait
0: your team essence can we talk about essences I love essence. okay can you just help me out here because i've just purchased my first essence from tatcha i'm using it it's still kind of unclear of what it does so after you wash your face you put on the essence before your skincare to help it absorb better
1: yeah, so I use—I mean, I don't know if I'm using it right, but I usually, like, wash my face, mm-hmm. and then I toner, and yep. then I use Essence. And okay. I just feel like it just—the rest of my products just get sucked in. I know.
0: Everyone says this, and I'm—I think I'm just naturally a skeptical person. Yeah. So I'm like, is—I'm going to continue trying. Try. I'm going to give it a month.
1: Yeah, try it. I mean, if—I just feel like it takes a little bit longer to absorb, like it's really eating it up, but— mm-hmm. I, 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 maybe it's just like I want to believe it works. <laughs> I don't know if it's like, you know, you make...
0: Yeah. I mean, it's been around in Asian skincare since like the 1800s. Even further back, like they say that like geishas were using essence yeah. from rice and...
1: Well, it's part of like that whole like like 10-step Korean beauty. Yes. Like, like it's when I kind of took that bit from it because I already do a heavy moisturizing routine. So I do essence from Dr. Jarts. And then I add... I go back and forth because people add their serums last.
0: Oh, no. You have to do serum before moisturizer. Before
1: moisturizer. Okay. Yeah. I go back and forth all the okay. time. But I'm like a really lazy. I'm like, it's all going in. Yeah. At some point, it'll all <laughs> absorb it in there somewhere. Exactly. Like, it has to go somewhere, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I usually do Menos moss. Depending, like, if I have scarring or not, I use a like right now. I have this little like dot here, so I'll use like the royal jelly one for bed and really heavy. In the summer, I don't use it as much, but I'll use that. Then I'll add serum. Then I kind of wait like 10 minutes Let and then it sink I'll in. sink it and then I'll add some more. Okay. And then I don't know. I just feel like okay, had more. And then I'll add. Sometimes though, I'll leave all of that behind and I'll just go like oil by oils. I'll do the essence, then I'll just use like coconut oil and like layer on olive oil and and then I'll do serum. And then, yeah, so I usually end up layering and then I'll do like a heavy butter. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I just like a shea
0: shea butter base. Yeah, like
1: a shea butter on your face. Yeah. Interesting. And then I'll just add like the serum to the at the end or something. But I feel like for bedtime, is so heavy and dense. I just wake up like I just lived in water or something <laughs> yes, like that. <this>. Your <laughs> just skin like, feels so soft. Yeah, And I definitely... Part of my skincare routine is definitely having water before bed. I feel mm. like my skin wakes up so hydrated.
0: Yeah, you got to have that bedside water. Yeah, it's Critical. It's like a...
1: It's a bitch when you have to, like, get up in the middle oh, of the night. To but like, you got to do, it. You gotta I do two bo- it.
0: I have two bottles. I have, like, a glass and, like, a big bottle. bottle.
1: It's definitely... Water is the key to, like... Everything. Everything.
0: Are there any beauty trends that you don't enjoy that you're just kind of over?
1: I think with the masking, the adding like like the sparkle and like it just takes away from like, is this actually helping my skin? Is it even helping the environment or is it just like the the Instagrammable stuff, you know? Yes, yes, yes. I think it's a huge problem because people create things that are really beautiful that are great for a picture but is it actually helping you is it even you know totally is it totally. effective
0: one of my guests mcdella said her beauty trend that she didn't like she said i'm sick of face masks being the bumper sticker for self-care yeah and i was like amen because it's like who is it for is it for you or is it for the picture sparkles it's, is it's not helping it's not you helping you
1: at all. your skin it's not even helping the environment like these glitters don't go away they're mm-hmm. just like taking space and yeah, I, I don't like that, and I don't like. I don't really use makeup. I don't re- use. I mean, for makeup, I use Glossier. That's it. Like the highlighter. Oh okay. My my makeup routine is basically highlighter and crayoning my eyebrows because I have none.
0: Well, <laughs> oh, I just got. I just got literally like four days ago. I got my microblading done, so it's still what very is dark. Is
1: that? Is it like a permanent tattoo?
0: It's semi permanent, um, and, and it's that's with like too pigments. Much commitment for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it does save time. Yeah. But it's it's like a process. Yeah. So you're I would like be a terrified. Lucky oh, animal. I'm super
1: low maintenance. I don't even like get my nails painted or get my I do like all that stuff is like really I'm I think because I've because I don't come from money and I've got used to doing everything myself. Mm-hmm. That's really my moment for me. Like on Sundays when Back to my Dominican roots, when you wake up, your mom wakes you wakes you up early and you throw a mask in your hair and you start cleaning the whole house, yep. blasting music. Yep. By the end of the day, your house is clean, you wash your hair, you get your blowout, mm-hmm. you get your nails done. And then you just like relax in like clean sheets. It's
0: yes. it's the ultimate day. It, it totally is. And it's so strange to me that self-care is there's this term called like white wellness and it's kind of like Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop and it's like... So unrealistic. But also like within the black community, within so many different minority communities, we've been making our own body butters and doing natural beauty and taking a full day to like do self-care, right? Like we've been, we've had this history and legacy of doing this for ourselves. I feel like for forever. Yeah. It's it's not part of our roots. But
1: I feel like, and I was... Having this discussion with someone else. Uh, oh, Darian, she was on your party yes. as well. I was just saying to her, growing up, our poor man's meal was either like bread and eggs or bread and avocado. And now my yeah. dad, my dad would say all the time to me, "I'm like, if I would have known giving you guys <laughs> avocado sandwiches was going to cost thirteen dollars at a restaurant. I would have opened a business twenty years ago. Yeah, you know, it's like a luxury that's actually hurting the communities where these products are grown like Mm. in where is in Peru Mm. or something quinoa is people that cultivate it can't afford to eat it because it's like Mm. a luxury afforded to us now you know
0: it's so expensive and it's in their community and they're harvesting it that they can't afford it
1: right and it's something they've had for like ages and Mm -hmm. ages you know even now like the whole masking I saw like a huge blogger I don't even know what she called it and I'm like, you know, putting a hair mask on your hair and she's like oiling, coconut oiling or something and I'm like, uh. I've been doing that my whole life and now it's a, it's like, it's part of like the appropriation. Like they, they once a certain group of people discover it it's suddenly it's like they've discovered it instead of saying oh this is like it comes from this place and these people have done it for years it's like oh this new trendy thing I'm like it's not new and
0: trending you just happen to stumble (laughs) upon it it's new for you for you like we've known about turmeric masks like it's new for you exactly
1: and it's just there's this interesting thing that happens in wellness where like there's a ton of us women of color in wellness, but none of us get the accolades or like the recognition that we should.
0: Yeah. So well, we really, I, I try with this platform. Well, you do an amazing job. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and you do let, you
1: give so many voices to so many women of Thank color you. on it, which I really like. That's why I love this podcast because we you. keep it so real on here. But there's this like, still like the black girl in every, whether it's like a brand or anything. Mm-hmm. And, and, and inclusivity is such a,
0: a th- trendy, trendy, trendy term, thing now
1: but it's still kind of token a token like you're still the token
0: mm-hmm.
1: black girl mm-hmm. and I we don't even have real representation in the lion community mm. I mean who's out there like praising I don't know anyone yeah. and by nature I just attach to the black
0: community because mm-hmm. it's the mm-hmm. closest thing that yeah. I can relate yeah. to but there's f- Amara La Negra you know oh her? yeah She's beautiful. She's so
1: beautiful. Her skin is ridiculous. She's, it's, like, not even fair.
0: <laughs> yeah. Her hair, everything.
1: Yeah. It's but interesting yeah. with her hair. I love women who own their hair. Like, I've never had braids like yours.
0: Oh, you got You got to do braids for the summertime once. I do my
1: own cornrows. I, I, okay. I, I, like, braid my own hair. But, like, my curly hair now has been a journey. I Oh, really? Did, did not, you used to straighten it? I used to, sh- like, relax it, like, you know, okay. in high school. Yeah. And then I stopped and, when I was 18. Okay. Um, but I know, I always
0: just used to do a
1: Dominican blowout. You know, like every week so
0: good, Curly. And
1: then in May, I was like, I'm, I went to Dominican Republic. And I was like, I'm not going to straighten my hair. Because I don't feel pretty mm. with my hair like this. Really? I feel like a boy. Still. Yeah. And now I'm like, Because okay. it's
0: gorgeous. These ringlets you have are like I, so but pretty.
1: I never used to put product in my hair. Like okay. I used to just wash it, conditioner, and then...
0: Yeah. Expect it to grow. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. So now you're learning the so right like, chemistry.
1: Yeah, and it's been a journey for yeah. me because I just thought I looked like a little boy. Yeah. You know, the whole world, your whole life tells you your curly hair is ghetto, your mm-hmm. braids are mm-hmm. a hood. Yeah. You, you know, before you even go to an interview, you question the first thing you question is your hair. Like, you can't go to an interview with your hair curly or, like, in an afro. Yeah. And now it's like, acceptable and they... They deem it acceptable. So now it's just okay. But yeah. I have all these feelings.
0: Yeah, of course. It's I mean, it's been internalized from right. our whole lives that straight, glossy, shiny hair is the
1: best. Right. And so now I'm like undoing that process yes. feels like therapy. Yeah. So it's been a journey since May. And now I'm just like, I never want to straighten my hair again. Yes. And <laughs> it's so easy just wake up and go, although I do struggle with like the like today I washed it and it's out, but then like to go to bed. Do you
0: so do that that like the pineapple braids? Button. Oh, you do the pineapple method. Yeah. Okay.
1: So I do that now. The braids, you braid it?
0: Yeah. I put my, like, so when I'm wearing my hair out, I'll put it into two strand twists and then I like curl the ends with like a little bobby pin, like a bantu knot okay. out situation.
1: I'll have to try that and see how they come out.
0: Yeah. I try that. And also the big thing that I did, and I only did it last year and I wish I'd done it so much sooner, is I went to Diva Curl, Diva Chan Salon. My best friend
1: did- goes yeah. there is it
0: really good I just got like a cut for my hair I was so concerned with length and growing my hair okay. and then once I got a cut for my hair texture and type it was I have anxiety about
1: going to hair salons I don't go to them
0: because you don't trust them right no I'm the same way and
1: and it's because <laughs> d- it's because of Dominicans yeah. because if you've you know if you've gone to a yeah. salon they will you, put
0: that heat on
1: not even the heat like you tell them i want this they give you what they want <laughs>
0: they don't give you what you told them
1: you yeah know, it's just like yeah, i i'm not yeah, doing yeah, this anymore yeah, it's yeah. gonna give me a heart attack
0: oh my god yeah so like I you just, ask for a trim and like you literally you get have like a that, like,
1: you have like layers i'm yeah. like i didn't give <laughs> <don't> me what
0: <laughs> i don't want layers yeah, yeah i just
1: wanted a trim yeah so i stopped going to the hair. so I, I i trim my own ends
0: oh good okay. when i was
1: little my dad used to trim my ends and now it's me
0: your dad sounds amazing.
1: He's the best. He's he an really angel. Cool. Yeah. And he's so in touch with his feelings. That's why I'm so emotional. <laughs>
0: Aww. You are the super busy entrepreneur. You do a lot. I do. You are very busy. So I'm not going to ask you how you get motivated because I feel like we, when you love what you do and you're passionate, the motivation just comes.
1: It doesn't. It doesn't actually. Okay. Okay, it's, so. it's, it's some days, like two days ago, I was like, why can't I just be a regular person that just didn't have dreams. It just was like regular and got a regular and just like fucking dreams. I'm tired of like <laughs> believing in them, you know? But it's it's really draining. You have I literally had to like talk to myself out loud some days and say, you got this, you can do this, it's coming, it's on its way. Like it's it's a, it's everyday. It's not like yeah. this pretty picture that people paint that like you love what just because you love what you do does doesn't not mean it's mean. easy. It's so hard. I moved to Paris three days after Charlie Hebdo attacks and I didn't know anybody and it's I and I just figured it out but every day in that like people are like oh you're in Paris how chic how beautiful I'm like I'm crying <laughs> I'm by myself I don't speak the language I don't have any friends here like it, it was really tough even now with the brand you know I see so many when I started it, there weren't Instagrammable brands. Yeah. They weren't pretty packaged. Yeah. And that was kind of my take.
0: Yeah. Now it's
1: blown up. Yeah. And I'm like, how do I like stand out? And it's so overwhelming to yeah. be like this little tiny dot in this huge world, especially in the American market. Um, yeah, but
0: you're making your mark. And I mean, yeah. you're connected with an audience, which is amazing. And
1: I think I remind myself constantly. I think what keeps me going is purpose. Mm. Because I believe in what I'm doing. And when shit hits the fan, when everything is going wrong, if you do not believe in what you're doing 4,000% and, like, till it keeps you up at night, you won't get up and go. You Mm -hmm. just have to get up and go. You have to do what you have to do. You have to get up and run. If you have to cry for three hours, if you have to take a day or two, you do what you have to do, but then you talk yourself into continuing. Like, no, this is—and then trusting. Like, trusting the universe has gotten me through the last four years— So I would go into a panic and like, what am I going to do next? And then I was like, you know what? It's going to work out in the end. And I just, I don't stress about anything now, even if I'm, you know, if I think the brand is not doing well or this is not getting done or whatever it is, I just, it's going to be okay and it's going to work itself out. And that has been such a huge saving grace in my life because it does and you really, The universe brings you whatever energy you put out. Mm -hmm. So if you just like stay chill, calm, believe in yourself and really work hard, you know, it's not a one day trade, like trade. It's just something you have to figure out. And it's okay to break down and cry. It's okay to shift gears. It's okay to like not go by the plan you had in your head. Sometimes you get stuck in like, this is the way I'm going to do it. But the universe has so many doors that can do it and you're blocking that right. by just only seeing your vision mm-hmm. and you're you can get to your vision by just allowing like all these other ways and avenues and things to cross mm-hmm. so I would say like how do I keep going Is just every day is different depending on how I wake up that day and that's why I Workout For me, working out is a thing that it's keeps me your grounding. Me, like, yes. Otherwise, I would be in like Bellevue checked in. So <laughs> like, okay,
0: so, y- so you answered my question because I was going to ask, when you are so busy and you're doing so much, what protections do you put around your schedule to have personal time, like to have just like me time to do um, nothing?
1: Some days I feel guilty about when I do take me time. Like yesterday, I was but just you like... You need it for you your mental it. health. Yeah, you need it. And, but at what point and it's r- something I've been exploring recently self-care is what point does self-care become a point of like an excuse yes to be lazy yes or is it actually self-care do you know
0: what I mean like yes or isolating yourself like when does self-care become isolating yourself
1: right so like yesterday I took like I was just like hot and uncomfortable and I just wasn't feeling the day so I really didn't get much done you know but I'm like that's not self-care that was just me being lazy (laughs) I can't really you know but I own that right there's some people who are like Oh, I'm like, I'm the same thing, but we'll blame it on self care taking a day. And yeah. I think where does the line mm-hmm. get crossed? Mm-hmm. And it's something that I've been seeing a lot with self care and the body positive.
0: Ooh, do we wanna to touch that? That is okay. Like, yeah. But let's, let's, <laughs> I wanna talk about it. I feel like people are afraid to talk about it.
1: I'm a little bit afraid, but I feel like it's important. Let's do it. Let's do let's it. Let's do it. Okay.
0: So tell me your thoughts on the body positive movement.
1: I feel like with body positive, it is. The take should be to love yourself, but loving yourself should wreck, should you should love yourself enough to know what's healthy and unhealthy mm-hmm. and love and and be aware enough to know that you might be healthy at whatever weight you're at in this moment. But there are people who are looking at that and latching onto that who are unhealthy and mm-hmm. who are on a downward spiral Mm -hmm. and they're seeing this image and saying, Hey, it's okay for this person to be like that. So it's okay for me. And Mm -hmm. it just creates this slew of unhealthiness. But I don't think that a person who is of a certain size doesn't love themselves. Right. right. Like, it's, It's a, my cousin is, she's a big girl. And she loves her like I I was like, I need your confidence. She came to visit me in Paris and she got more play by men. <laughs> I've never even been like winked at. And she right she so she just it's, had that energy. And she yeah. had that energy yeah. because she's confident in yeah. who she is as a person. Right. But she's also aware, aware, like, you know, I'm this size, I'm this big, and I love myself. Mm-hmm. And that is what body positive, and not be ashamed of. Yeah. Of of being whatever you are. But loving yourself enough to say, I'm getting on a healthier journey, especially if you have a voice, right? Because yeah. it's mm-hmm. not just about you. Especially when you're posting or you're getting on this magazine, it's about who are you exposing this to. Yeah, and you're afforded the opportunity to be this way. But at any point you want to change, you have the resources. Where there's a ton of people in that Middle America right. who only have KFC and White Castle around them and nothing to do but look at cows that. Are looking at this and saying it's okay for me to be like this and sit on my ass all day and, and it's mm-hmm. you know or whatever I don't want to say judge anyone but I think it's it's a
0: yeah it's so it's complicated a, it's a
1: complicated line but I feel like if we you know a lot of people might see this or you know I, I talk about it privately all the time I'm like oh I shouldn't say anything because I'm a skinny girl to right. so the world so exactly I, they're gonna be like oh shut up like shut who up. are you to say something you're right. already skinny and in shape right but my mom is not. A skinny girl. My mom's a big woman. Mm-hmm. My cousins, my entire family's big. Mm-hmm. You know, I just happen to be the lucky one to like get my dad's genes. And I tell them all the time, it's not about not love. It's about loving yourself, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But what does loving yourself mean, right? right? If you're 5'3 and you're 300 pounds, you might not have any diseases right now. But is that heavy? Is that okay for your bones? Right. Is that okay for the, you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not saying, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. do what you want. It's just my opinion. But I think it's about... Being confident in who you are, in your imperfections, in your, you know, your weight. And then saying with that, I love myself enough to know that I have to be better, right? To make a change. It doesn't mean be skinny. It means be healthy, be be active, move your blood and be preventative, Mm -hmm. right? Because you may not have something right now. Yes. But what about in 10 years? Because we're not getting any younger, you know? Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And for me, that's what it's... I don't see that ever out there. And yes. then it's it's a it's a pressure on women. I saw Ashley Graham when she started being active, people got at her for wanting to get better cuz she was like the big girl and that was her role and I'm like
0: yeah, she's allowed to be healthier. Right, she's
1: allowed to have that, right that thing of like oh, I do love myself and I am confident and comfortable in my skin, but I want to be better. And that's what body positive is. Yeah. But when when she, when you have that connection and you realize it, then you get kind of thrown under the bus by your own community and then me girls like you and i are not even allowed to voice our opinions yeah because we're looked as like the enemy we're like no we actually love you and we want you to be your best you and, yeah. and it's not a defense or a thing especially especially with women we went to all girls schools girls are pinned against each other yeah it's just about like hey no you can you can be all those things you can love your stretch mark your cellulite all that stuff and all your imperfections we all have them but recognize okay i have to change just like a person who has a bad attitude you know it's <laughs> You can be great and have all these things, but if you have that, then recognize it. And I'm going to tell you about it because I want you to be better. Yes. You know, yes. and that's, I don't see that in the body positive community or the self-care, you know, like recognition of the things. Like just a pretty picture, but not like the real ins and out of self-care or or latching on and kind of abusing those words and what they really mean.
0: Yes, it's easy to use the term body positive and attach it to an image, but what are the larger repercussions of that image? Right. I mean, what does it allow pe- what excuses does it allow people to make for themselves?
1: Right. So that's a that's something that I would love to really ex- see more and people talk about more without
0: the internet coming for you. <laughs> I know it's scary to talk about. It's scary. It's, I don't want to be attacked. No, no, and I don't think you will be. I don't think you will be because you're not shaming right you never want to make someone feel ashamed it's just excess weight has an impact on your health
1: right even if you're on even if you're on paper healthy right now, are you really, like, are you really being the best you just because right. you're putting you're this
0: weight? Right. You know, you, and by the way, there are so many really skinny size zero girls that are so unhealthy right. that can't even get up a flight of stairs. So it's not like one is better than a worse than the I used to call other. that
1: skinny fat.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's like my brother. He's like a string bean, but he's like so unhealthy. He doesn't yeah. exercise. And it's just like
1: your metabolism has nothing to do with being, you know, one way or another. And you, Interestingly enough we attack both sides the girls who are too skinny yeah. and have these disorders and then there's people who are like on the other end and we can't say anything cuz we're sh- you know it shouldn't be about shaming it should just be about like I should be able to tell you hey your weight is unhealthy and and, it's a, it, and it should be okay. It might not feel great to be told that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's totally understandable. Yeah. And and it should be a conversation where like, hey, that doesn't feel nice.
0: Right. To, right. He,
1: to hear. Like right. the truth is always really difficult. Totally. totally. To like ex- accept for yourself. And yes. I sometimes think it's a barrier that people who are in these positions put. Like when you tell them, like you're shaming me. I'm not shaming you. Yeah. I just... Own, own it and it's okay and then that, that's part of the journey
0: absolutely you know and I think there's a time and a place and there's a you have to be aware of your relationship to the person you can tell a loved one I'm concerned about your weight but it may not be an appropriate thing to say to someone that you barely oh, know yeah
1: or a stranger like you don't just want to go up to someone and say right. hey you're big you got to lose weight right and if you do a stranger you know because so, sometimes with family you tell them and they're just yeah. Just as aggressive. I've experienced that yeah, my whole life. It's very, my family's very is like, sensitive topic. Yeah, it's but I think it's sensitive because of you know the insecurity in people. And I think, are you really loving yourself mm-hmm. the way you're claiming with this body positive? Mm-hmm. When the minute I tell you a fact mm-hmm. or something that's truthful,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you you get so defensive and aggressive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Are you like so? I I always try to analyze that and I'm sensitive I mean I have tons of insecurities the minute someone tells me something I go to back room and cry but then I'm like (laughs) you know what it's because it's something that I struggle with it hit a nerve but they're not mean they're not an asshole for saying it it's just it's just something there and someone else saw it and they they might mean well they might not but it's a truth. some people do mean well right some other people just want to like bash you and make you feel bad and they find joy in that but it's mostly about you About how you take what other people say and say, well, is it true? Is it not? If it is true, can I do something better about it? Um, And how do I move forward in that journey? But people don't really speak about the journey. Refinery29 does a good job at giving a lot of voices. Mm -hmm. But even them, it's, it's still like... I want to hear. Yeah,
0: that's why I want more women to have podcasts. And I want more women to talk to women on podcasts because the journey, you don't get enough with like a, a post, right? Right. I mean, you can get, you do a great job on Instagram. Everyone listening, please follow. Oh, thank I'll you. I'll link to your. I
1: try. It's a struggle, Instagram for me. Because yes. I think like, am I writing too much? Do people care?
0: Oh, I read all your captions. I Amazing. love them. I love them.
1: I'm just like, do I say more? Then I was thinking about, like, starting to do, like, physical interviews. But I'm, like, the thing of, like, wanting it to be the
0: perfect. perfect, So I haven't done it. Just do it and don't wait for it to be perfect. Okay, my final question for you. When do you feel most beautiful?
1: I think I feel the most beautiful after my Sunday, like, after I've cleaned my house and I've, like, done, like, it for me. Like, have a minute, a day where I'm making myself enhancing myself right so I don't wear makeup or anything but when I wash my hair and I take a day and I'm listening to music and I'm just being me in my like truest sloppiest Dominican form
0: (laughs) just taking that time yeah just
1: taking that time for me and I'm not dissecting myself in the mirror or and just like knowing that I'm like taking a moment and putting on this cream and I feel good to be doing that and like my skin is exfoliated or whatever that not the action of it but like just being present in that moment I feel so good because when I when I finish with the whole thing I'm like ah, <laughs> I'm like a person again yes yes yeah.
0: that's beautiful thank you so much for coming on thank the show and sharing your story me. it's been so amazing to meet you
1: it's amazing! Thank you so much. This has been amazing.
0: Of course, Hope I didn't
1: chat too much. No, like you chat forever. You were great. You were
0: great. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?